Welcome to our online worship experience. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change, and we are grateful uh, that you join us for worship and prayer, and now uh, the study of God's Word. One of the things I love about Chapel of Change is that we're a Bible-believing, uh, Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching, and even now and then a Bible-thumping type of church. So we believe the Bible is the inspired and written Word of God, and it's our rule for faith and living. So let's get into the Word. I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. 25. If you've been journeying along with us through this entire month of February, we've been studying from the subject of faith. We've been turning back to Mark chapter 5, verse 25 for the last several weeks now. And today uh, we're going to end our study on unstoppable faith. And I'm super excited to be teaching you some of the things that God has taught me. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm excited about teaching about faith is because when I was a teenager, 17 years old, uh, sentenced to life in prison, uh, broken and busted and disgusted, had no future, no hope. Uh, one of the first things that God taught me after I surrendered to him was the subject of faith. He taught me faith. And uh, some of the things I'm teaching you today is some of the first fundamental things of faith that God taught me when my life was broken apart. And now I know why. I, now I know why the first subject that God taught me was on faith, uh, because the Bible teaches that faith is our victory over the world, right? Faith is our victory over the world. So uh, let's jump into the word this morning. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, remember that phrase, when she heard about Jesus, literally says when she heard the things concerning Jesus, when she heard the things concerning Jesus, what did she hear? Well, as I taught before, I suggest she heard the testimonies of the power of Jesus in the lives of others. Maybe she heard someone saying, Jesus healed me. Jesus made me whole. And as a result of hearing these testimonies of things concerning Jesus, it exploded faith in her heart. Look at verse uh, 28. It says, For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? That's a powerful statement, right? There's power in Jesus. There's, there's power in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, um, what separates Christianity from every other religious system is the power that we possess, the power that we have in Jesus Christ, power to set us free, power to make us whole. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Now, Look at verse 31. 
It says, but his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She got real with Jesus. She got real with him. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I love what Jesus did in her life. He said, he said, go in peace, go in peace, right? For her at that moment, her war was over. Her war with the sickness, her war with life, her war with her depression, her war with her discouragement because of the power of Jesus. At that moment, her war was over. What a beautiful picture of the power and demonstration of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, my brothers and sisters, as I mentioned, we are concluding our study today on the subject of unstoppable faith unstoppable faith. If you missed any of the teachings, uh, you can go back to our Chapel of Change TV YouTube page and watch uh, the teachings there, all of them. There's some powerful stuff uh, that will strengthen your spirit. Now, we have learned that there is a type of faith that doesn't stop. A type of faith that doesn't stop worshiping the Lord, that doesn't stop praising the Lord. There is a, an unstoppable type of faith that doesn't stop living for God, giving for God, and praying to God. There is this type of unstoppable faith. And we are examining the testimony of this sister in Mark chapter 5. She has this testimony of endurance. She has this testimony of spiritual stamina and perseverance. She had suffered for 12 long years. She had suffered physically, right? She was bleeding for 12 long year, years. No doubt her body was exhausted and tired all the time. She had suffered financially. People took advantage of her money, took her money. She had suffered emotionally, right? No doubt uh, this whole situation was emotionally taxing in her mind. She had suffered relationally because she had this disease uh, in this culture. She was considered unclean and she had to be cut off from her family, quarantined, uh, cut off from her relationships, cut off from her work. If she was married, she couldn't touch her husband for 12 years. If she had kids, she couldn't, she couldn't touch her uh, kids for 12 years. And, and the devil threw everything at this sister, even uh, the kitchen sink. Yet we see in her uh, this uh, unstoppable faith. We see in her this faith that, that, that drives her to the feet of Jesus. Uh, in the midst of her chaos, she still found her way uh, to the presence of Jesus, right? And, and miracles happen 
uh, in the presence of Jesus. Um, power is, is demonstrated in the, in the presence of Jesus. Healing takes place in the presence of Jesus. And guess what, beloved? Guess what? Jesus is still with us today. Jesus is still amongst the church today. For Jesus taught in Matthew 18, verse 20, that for where two or three or, are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. There I am with them. So I believe, we believe that as we connect together online in the name of Jesus, Jesus is with us. The presence of God is with us. When we join together in person for worship on, on our outdoors worship, Jesus is there, right? Jesus is the power of God is there. And, and we're so grateful that, 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 that he's amongst us, right? And so let's examine, let's examine some more of this of of this aspect of unstoppable faith uh, in the life of this sister. I want us to examine some more of the aspects of this unstoppable faith. Now, my big idea for our study today um, is this: faith in your heart must be activated before it works for you. This is our big idea for our study: that faith in our hearts must be activated before it works for you. I'm going to say it one more time. Faith in your heart must be activated before it works for you. What do I mean by that? Well, a heart full of faith does little until it's activated. It may, it may cause you to feel good. It may give you butterflies. But, but faith in the heart alone does little until it is activated. Now, most of us already have, uh, you know, faith in our heart. But very few of us have learned how to activate it, right? We, we have to, once you have faith in your heart, for the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once you have faith in your heart, the next thing you need to do is learn how to activate it. How, how do you activate your faith? Because you could have a heart full of faith and still live a defeated lifestyle. You could have a heart full of faith and still be depressed. You could have a heart full of faith and still uh, have no prayers answered, right? So this sister in Mark chapter 5, she activated her faith. She, she activated her faith for her healing. We know this because in verse 34, Jesus says, daughter... Your faith has made you well. That's a powerful statement in, in response. Jesus response. She, he said, daughter, your faith, get that, your faith has made you well. So let's learn. How did she activate her faith? How can we activate the faith that is in our heart? I got two uh, major reflections for us uh, in our study. Number one, faith is voice activated. Faith is voice activated. Now, let me call your attention back to verse 28 in the sister's testimony. Listen to what takes place. It says, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, 
I shall be made well. I want you to catch that. There's, there's something in that phrase that teaches us something. For she said, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now remember, in the original Greek language, that phrase says she kept on saying. She kept on saying. She didn't just say it once, but she kept on saying. If I just touch Jesus, I'll be healed. She kept on saying. I want you to catch that. She kept on saying, if I just touch Jesus, I'll be healed. Now, what is she doing? What is she doing? Well, she's operating in the principle of faith. She, she's activating her faith um, th that's in her heart by speaking it out. She's activating her faith by, by speaking it out. This is what I want us to catch in our study today. Faith is voice activated. Now, let me take you a little bit deeper. Get this. In verse 28, it says, she kept saying, if I just touch Jesus, I will be healed. Now, that word healed uh, is the same word for saved in Romans 10, 13, which says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow along now. That word healed in Mark chapter 5, verse 28, that she said, is the same word for saved in Romans 10, 13. Now, Romans 10, 13 is a quote from the Old Testament scriptures in Joel chapter 2, verse 32, that says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what am I getting at? What am I, what am I connecting? I'm connecting the dots. This is what I'm saying to you, that that lady in Mark chapter 5, in effect, was speaking the promise of God over her situation. When she kept saying, if I just touched him, I'll be healed, she was speaking. She was speaking the promise of God over her situation. Listen, beloved, I'm teaching you something very important. Faith is voice activated. Now, I see this principle over and over in the Bible. For example, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Listen to what it says. It says, it is written... I believed, and therefore I have spoken, right? Most of us get the believe part, right? But, but there's, there's, there's another part to it. There's the believe part, and then there's the speak part. He says, I believe, therefore I have spoken, since we have that same spirit of faith. Get that, spirit of faith. What is the spirit of faith? This is what it says. We also believe, and therefore speak. There's this believing part, but then there's this speaking part. Why? Because faith is voice activated. Let me remind you what Jesus says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23. Listen to this. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. So he says, have faith in God. And then in verse 23, he says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says, says to this mountain, 
Go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say, get that, say will happen. It will be done for them. Those are Jesus's words. He's teaching, he says, have faith in God. And then he goes on to kind of explain what it looks like. And he talk, and he, and he basically says, there's, there's a belief part to it, but there's also a speaking part, a saying part. Uh, are, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Most of us get the believing part down, Pat, but you have to add the speaking part of it. Uh, faith is voice activated. I see this uh, also, this principle in... Uh, young David's battle with the giant Goliath. Remember that story of David and Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17? Uh, the giant Goliath was intimidating the nation of Israel. Uh, 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 Goliath was harassing the people of God and striking fear into the soldiers and the nations. But um, young David knew how to activate his faith for the victory. He knew how to activate his faith for the victory. So what does he do? What does David do? You know the story, but I want to highlight, highlight something that David does. What does he do, right? He, he activates his faith with his voice. Did you know that David attacked Goliath with more than just a stone? He attacked Goliath with more than just a stone. Most of the time we hear about the stone he killed Goliath with. But I want to point out something else to you. Listen to what David does. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 48, listen to the word of God because this is David activating his faith against Goliath. Listen to this. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. David said, David said to the Philistine, Listen, what is he doing? He's activating his faith. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, notice what he's saying. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. What is David doing? He's speaking his faith. He's expressing his faith faith he's activating his faith with his voice with his words listen to verse 47 and all those gathered here will know that is not by sword or spear that the lord uh, saves for the battle is the lord's and he will give all you into our hands what is david doing he didn't just attack um goliath with, you know, the, the stone, right? But he also attacked him with his faith by, by his words, by his words, right? So the, 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 one of the things I want to teach you is that never let the devil shut you up. Never let the devil shut you up. Turn to your neighbor, whoever's sitting next to you in your living room and say, speak up, speak up.
Somebody needs to speak up, right? I'm believing God to heal my body. Somebody needs to speak up. I'm believing God to save my kids. Somebody needs to speak up. I'm believing God to deliver my husband, right? Somebody needs to speak up. I'm believing God for a breakthrough. I'm believing God uh, for a financial provision. I'm believing God. Somebody needs to speak up. Don't ever, ever, ever let the devil shut you up. So, number one, faith is voice activated. Secondly, and finally, uh, faith is action activated. Faith is action activated. Now, this back to Mark chapter 5. We're studying Mark chapter 5. This lady didn't just... Um, talk about her faith, right? She didn't just talk about her faith, but she did something about it. She did something about it. Verse 27 says, she touched her, his clothing. Get that. She touched Jesus's clothing. Now that word touched in the original Greek means to seize his clothes. It means to grab hold of. What I want you to catch is she didn't just lightly touch Jesus. No, she seized Jesus. She grabbed hold of Jesus. She kind of like yanked uh, his clothes. Some, some people believe it was a prayer shawl, right? She, she grabbed on to Jesus. She, she locked on to Jesus. I want you to notice that because faith is action activated. Now, remember, because she had this disease... She wasn't supposed to be nowhere near Jesus. She wasn't even supposed to be in the crowd. Remember, in this culture, when you had that particular disease, you were considered unclean and you were to be quarantined. You were to be isolated, right? You were to be isolated. But And, and, and also consider this, what she actually did by touching Jesus because she had this disease, was actually a death penalty offense in this culture. It was a death penalty offense. She could have been stoned to death. And she knew this. She knew this. So I want us to see that she, she acts out on what she believes Jesus is going to do, even in the face of fear and intimidation. She acts out on what she believes Jesus is going to do, even in the face of fear and intimidation. Why? Faith is action activated. Faith is measured by our movement, right? It's measured in our movement. Yeah. Yes, we get faith right, in our heart by listening to the word. That, that's what, how she started off. She heard the things concerning Jesus. But it doesn't stop there, beloved. In order to activate that faith, you got to speak out your faith. you got to speak out your faith. But it doesn't stop there, beloved. You also have to act out on what you believe God is going to do. Is anybody picking up what I'm putting down? Now, more specifically... I want to take you a little bit deeper. Uh, faith is activated by acting on God's word, right? What do you act on? Well, you act on what you believe God's going to do, but there needs to be some foundation to that, right? There needs to be some foundation. What is the foundation? Uh, more, more specifically, the foundation 
uh, are, is the promises of God, right? It's the word of God. See, she was acting out uh, on this promise that I believe was rooted in the word of God. She was acting out on what was rooted in the word of God, right? Healing is a promise in the Bible. Healing is a promise rooted in God's word, and she acted out on it in the face of fear and in intimidation. So, so get this, friends, get this in our, in our learning today. I want you to get this, that faith is acting like it's so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. Did you catch that? Write that down in your notes. Faith is acting like it's so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. Now, faith is action activated, and the Bible teaches this over and over again. For example, in James chapter 2, Verse 17, it says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, someone say action, is dead. Faith that is not accompanied by action is dead. So remember, faith is not a feeling. Faith is an action, and faith is measured by movement. It's measured by movement. Faith is proved by what we do, right? So, so it starts in the heart, and then we speak it out in our, with our mouth, right? But then our faith is proved by what we do. We must act out. So listen to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, listen. By faith... Abel offered to God a greater sacrifice. That's action right there. He offered to God a greater uh, a sacrifice. By faith, Noah constructed an ark for the deliverance of his family. That's action right there. So let me ask you, friend, in our study, think about this. How do we know that Noah believed it was going to rain? How do we know, right? Think about that. How do we know that Noah believed God that it was going to rain? It never rained before, presumably before. They're in the desert. They probably never seen any rain. How do we know that Noah believed it was going to rain? I suggest to you it is because he built the ark. He built the ark. When you look, when you, when you look at his life, right, presumably they seen him, you know, hammering away. They seen him cutting away. They seen him putting the, putting the, the ark together. And, and he proved his faith by what he did. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Now, we talked about young David confronting Goliath with more than just a stone. He actually confronted Goliath with his faith, right? And we talked about how he activated his faith through his words. Um, the first thing that he did is, the Bible says, he said to the Philistine, you know, this day God is going to give me the victory, right? So he released his faith. He activated his faith with his words. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. Listen to what else happened. 
In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 48, listen to what goes on after he speaks his faith. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 48, it says, As Goliath moved closer to attack. Pause for a second, because that's, that's intimidating right there, right? David just spoke his faith, right? David believed that God was going to give him the victory. He said he called uh, the, uh, Goliath this uncircumcised Philistine. He, that, that speaks of that Goliath did not have a covenant with God, but that David had a covenant with God. So he's believing in his heart. And then he speaks it out in his, with his mouth that God is going to deliver him. And guess what? Things get worse. Instead of Goliath, Goliath doesn't run. Goliath doesn't go hide, but the Bible says Goliath went closer and closer to David. Have you ever found yourself in a situation, friend, where you're believing in your heart and you're speaking with your mouth, and instead of the situation getting better, it gets worse? That's what happened with David. So listen to what takes place. 1 Samuel 17, 48. As Goliath moved closer to attack, get this, David quickly ran out to meet him. Powerful right there. That's a demonstration of faith right there. What does David do when Goliath, that represents the devil, represents the problem, represents the intimidation and the spirit of fear, comes closer to David? What does David do? Does David go hide his uh, head in the sand? Does David go hide underneath the covers? Does he lock himself up in the house? No, 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 no. The Bible says he quickly ran out to meet Goliath. What is he doing? He's activating his faith by his action. His, his action. Why is that? Because action activates our faith. Faith is activated by action. That, that we run as, as people of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost. We do not run from our problems. We do not run from the enemy. We do not run from the battle. But with the armor of God and the spirit of God and the spirit of faith, we run towards Goliath in our life. We run towards that spirit of fear. And in the name of Jesus, it will break. It will break. It will break. Now listen, I have learned through experience and through studying the Bible that God typically moves when we move. God typically moves when we move. Faith is measured by movement. Last March, um, when the government shut down the churches uh, because of the pandemic, um, after about a month or so, uh, we were faced as a church with the decision do we stay exclusively online or do we figure out a way to continue to gather for worship and for prayer and for the study of God's word like the church has been doing for 2,000 years? So we were faced with this decision. Do we just, you know, do, do, do we just play it safe and, and stay exclusively online or do we pray and seek the wisdom of God and the courage of God to figure out a way to do it in a safe way? To, to, to keep gathering and keep worshiping and keep praying, right? What, what, what do we do? And I praise God that for our leadership, that, that God gave us, you know, the, the grit to say, you know what? We believe God's going to do something special for us. We believe that our church is supposed to be a light on a dark hill, right? So we made a decision that we're going to continue online, but we're also 
going to figure out a way to have outdoor services, right? And we started off with a drive-in service exclusively. We did a drive-in service where we propped up the uh, Fresh Hope Mobile. It was powerful time. And then by faith, we started putting up tents, right? We started putting up tents by faith, putting up tents. And I remember at the beginning, very few people would come out. Very few people would come out. But guess what? We kept doing it by faith, by faith, putting up them tents by faith, worshiping the Lord by faith, praying by faith, preaching. There was a few people preaching by faith. Right. And we were we were demonstrating our faith because we believe that God was going to do something special in the midst of us. We believe that, you know, the church has been gathering for 2000 years. And yes, we have to be cautious. And yes, we have to have health measures. But we got we can't stop worshiping the Lord, not in our generation. Right. And the world needs to see this light on the hill. So we kept doing it by faith. We set up by faith. We served by faith. And 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 very few people started off coming at the beginning but guess what my up my friends last weekend we we impacted over a thousand people with the gospel at chapel of change over the weekend over a thousand people came to chapel of change on saturday and sunday throughout our services and over a thousand people including lots of kids got impacted with the gospel of the lord jesus christ and the kingdom of god and in the midst of that beloved we baptized on on Sunday night, 10 people, including a former atheist. We baptized to the glory of God. Former atheist. You know what an atheist is? An atheist is someone who does not believe in the existence of God. An atheist will fight you and argue with you tooth and nail that God does not exist. But beloved, this individual came to our church for three weeks. It only took three weeks and he got exposed to the power of God in so much that he surrenders his life to the Lord Jesus at Chapel of Change and goes into the water of baptism, renouncing his ties to the world and announcing his loyalty to the kingdom of God. Love it. God moves when you move. God moves when you move. So we learn today. We learn that it's not enough just to have a heart full of faith, but we have to learn to activate our faith. Faith is activated. Voice activated. Faith is action activated. What is God? What is God waiting on you to move for? What is God waiting on you to take action on? Maybe it's time for some of you to come back to church in person. Some of you are healthy. Some of you are doing good. But you've been struck with the spirit of fear. And God is pulling upon your heart. Hey, it's time to come back in person. I don't know. Maybe that's one or two of you. Whatever it is that God is waiting on you to do. Listen, I'm here to challenge you this this morning. Get to moving, get to moving, because God will move when you move. Well, beloved, I hope you learned something out of that study today. I hope it encouraged you. I felt the Holy Spirit uh, as I was teaching this word. So I know the Holy Spirit is ministering to somebody today. Let me pray for you that God will strengthen your faith and move you towards uh, 
speaking out your faith and acting out on your faith. If you're able, lift up your hands toward that monitor and uh, I'll just pray with you right where you're at. I believe God will touch you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters who have their hands lifted up. Father God, I pray that you strengthen their faith. I pray that you strengthen their faith. Some of them are going through a battle right now, Father God. Goliath is speaking over their life, intimidating them, Father God. But right now, because they're a son or a daughter of God and they're filled with the Holy Ghost, that they're going to begin to rise up like young David and they're going to speak their faith over Goliath and they're going to act upon the promises of God. And as a result, Goliath is going to go down in their life. I pray that you strengthen their faith, Father God. Strengthen their faith. Help them to speak it out. Help them to act on it, move in it, move in it, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. amen. Well, friends, uh, I was encouraged by preaching that word, and I'm confident you were encouraged as well. Uh, right, right now, we're going to tra uh, transition our time together, and we're going to prepare uh, to respond to the Lord uh, by giving our tithes and our offerings unto the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you have not started tithing yet, it's, it's just a, a, it's a biblical principle to live a generous lifestyle. And if you've been fed uh, by Chapel of Change, if you've been blessed by Chapel of Change, or if you've just been blessed by God in general, listen, we give back to God out of gratitude. We give back to him out of gratefulness for what he is doing in our life. So I want to give you an opportunity to respond to God after I dismiss or close out with a blessing, uh, you can give through our website, chapelofchange.org. You can give through our website, chapelofchange.org. You could even give through your phone. Listen to this. We have a way that you can give through your phone. I'm going to teach you how, how to do it right now. Give through your phone. What you do is you te text the word chapel to the number one 364 Four four eight three. If you want to give through your phone, text the word chapel to one eight 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 three six four 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 eight three. Or on a given person, you can come to any one of our outdoor worship services Saturday night, five p.m. Uh, Whittier. Sunday, 9 a.m. Carson, 9.30 Paramount, 11.30 Paramount, or 5 p.m. Uh, Carson. You can give that way, or you can mail it to our administrative campus in Paramount. Get the address at our website, chapelofchange.org. Now, if you have not joined my uh, text group, I want you to join my text group because I want to stay connected to you throughout the week. Make sure you know what's going on. Uh, text your name to 562 393-7330. Text your name to 562-393-7330. Also, next Saturday night at 7 p.m., I'm going to be hosting a Zoom vision cast meeting for anybody who wants to help us relaunch our Long Beach campus. We have a building in the city of Long Beach. Long Beach is right for the gospel and we're going to take some steps in relaunching it and we need about 50 people to take this miraculous journey with us. If you want to be a part of that Zoom vision cast and just hear some of our direction, uh, text LB to that same number which is 562-393-7330. 
Text LB to 562-393-7330. And lastly, you can download our phone app uh, from our website. Go to our website, get the information. I want you to download our phone app. We're believing for a thousand people to download it. So far, we have over 600 people. And on our phone app, on our phone app, we have our sermons. Uh, we have our sermons. You can give through our phone app. We can send you alerts to the church about the church through our phone app. You could take notes, my articles on there. So it is just a connected to fresh hope. Make sure you download our phone app. Go to our webpage, chapelofchange.org. Now, it's my honor to dismiss with a blessing. Um, if you're able, lift up your hands unto the Lord and we will dismiss uh, with a blessing. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you could live, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who strengthens you with unstoppable faith, may you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change. We love you and can't wait to worship with you soon.